At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Bet Rivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bet. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. You know, we hadn't done much on the road. I think you said it. Um, you know, we're, we're taking too long to warm up to the environment. You know, it's been an issue. Obviously, it's not going to be an issue coming up this week. We'll, we'll be in high field, but um, I acknowledge it's been an issue for us. We are coming up on New Year's resolution season, and I'd like to make one about my own coverage of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tim Benz here on the Pittsburgh CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. And if you did that and you bet on the Chiefs to cover with or without Travis Kelsey, with or without Tyreek Hill, you were happy because the Chiefs cover easily, winning by 26 They dragged the over, kicking and screaming above the total because the Steelers gave no help whatsoever. But as we move forward here the rest of the year in recapping these Steeler games against the Browns and against the Ravens in our microwave reaction podcast that we always do in the hours or minutes after the Steelers win or lose, in games that they lose, my New Year's resolution is that I would like to do one of these podcasts without complaining about poor play calling or awful first-half starts 
or a constant reliance on throwing short of the first down marker on third downs and on-field moments of immaturity that illustrate a lack of discipline. I'd like to make that New Year's resolution. I'd like to do that. But how is that possible when talking about the 2021 Steelers? Those things happen every single week. That includes Sunday's 36-10 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's dive into what I'm sure at this point for many of you feels like me sounding like a broken record. And for all you kids out there who don't get the analogy, sometimes in the olden days, when a record would skip, you just hear the same thing over and over and over again, which I'm sure is what these Monday morning podcasts sound like to a lot of you. You can just load one from some other time during the season, and you're probably going to hear me complain about the same things, including these dreadful starts the Steelers keep getting off to. ESPN.com found an Elias Sports Bureau note that the Steelers were held without a first-half TD again for a fifth consecutive game, which is the first time that that has been the case since 1940. They went into halftime trailing 23-0, On the first possession of the game, Deontay Johnson made a great catch to register a first down, but from there, it was a three and out that featured a busted run by Najee Harris and a sack of Ben Roethlisberger. Following the punt, the Chiefs plowed 73 yards on 14 plays for a touchdown drive that lasted 8 minutes and 10 seconds. It culminated with a scoring run from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which was the result of Alex Highsmith and Robert Spillane wiping out each other when they appeared to have the play blown up in the backfield. I mean, it was comical. Seth Walder of ESPN found one of those next-gen stats where it said that at the time of the handoff, Edwards Alaire was given a 17% chance to score, and he scored just because the linebackers took each other out instead of taking out the ball carrier. On the next possession, Roethlisberger threw an interception to Shavarius Ward on the weakest flea flicker attempt that I've ever seen. The Chiefs cashed in that turnover six plays later on a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes to Byron Pringle, and basically that was the first quarter and essentially the game. Tomlin was asked if the bad starts were an example of poor preparation or poor play calling or or coaching, or what was it? What's the reason why there are so many bad starts? And here's his response. Is there anything you can pinpoint it to preparation, uh, you know, play calling, coaching that you're getting in these big holes? I'm sure it's all of the above. Um, when it's when it's as consistent um, as it's been, um, it's not one issue. Um, it's multiple issues, and it's probably a bit of all the things that you suggested. Yeah, well, I'm not going to argue with any of that. Uh, also, you're probably here's something else you're probably sick of hearing about: T.J. Watt and his injuries. Watt has been dogged by hip and knee and groin injuries all year. Now he's dealing with what the network broadcast referred to as cracked ribs. The injury definitely impacted his availability. Even though he's an all-pro and even though he's a defensive player of the year candidate, we have to talk about how much he has been lost this season due to injury. Um, He ended up with just one tackle yesterday. He was on and off the field all day long. And let's be honest, he's been great for seven games, but for seven or eight games, he either hasn't been available or has come back too soon from injury 
or when he has played, he has left games early. That's happened three times as well for Watt. So he's been awesome for much of the season, but he's also been an injury case for much of the season as well, and you can't ignore that when evaluating him for Defensive Player of the Year. Now, there are a couple specific drives that really drove me crazy in this game against the Chiefs. The second drive of the second quarter. That's the first one I'll give you. During their second drive of the second quarter, the Steelers finally got some positive momentum going with a pair of nice catches by Chase Claypool. But that drive ended in all-too-typical Steelers fashion. On third and 10 from the Kansas City 18-yard line, the Steelers thought it would be wise to throw the ball laterally along the line of scrimmage to Harris and hope he could run 10 yards on his own after the reception. And I'm sure you'll be shocked to learn he didn't gain any. That failure was then followed by a missed 36-yard field goal by Chris Boswell. He had made his previous 43 consecutive attempts inside the 40. Boswell has now missed a place kick in four straight games. By the way, another guy who had been performing very well that is now falling into some bad habits again is Deontay Johnson, who had a drop, which was wiped out by a penalty and a fumble where he wasn't even hit. He just lost the ball while running. Now, there was another drive I wanted to get to. Oh, the third drive in the second quarter, the very next one. 134 remaining in the second quarter, facing a third and four. The Steelers threw a pass to Ray Ray McLeod. Wait for it. Short of the first down marker. I know that's a stunner for you. On the ensuing fourth down and inches, trailing 23 to nothing, the Steelers decided to go for it. Behind their lousy offensive line, the Steelers called for a pitch play. So the ball traveled backward a few yards in an effort to gain a few feet. As you could probably guess, that didn't work. Harris was stuffed for a three-yard loss. I don't know in what universe Matt Canada thought that play design made any sense in that situation. We also have to talk about this. Down 23-0 right before halftime, Akella Witherspoon was in coverage on an incompletion into the end zone and a third down throw, so he flexed at the crowd. I assume many Chiefs fans responded by pointing at the scoreboard. Then in the second half, trailing 30-0, McLeod caught an eight-yard pass for a first down. He got in the face of Chiefs defender Legereus Sneed immediately after the reception and got a taunting flag. Save it for a game when you are remotely competitive, fellas. Or actually, come to think of it, just save it, period. Somewhat surprisingly, Tomlin defended McLeod's actions. I categorically disagree with it. I thought that Ray Ray was signaling first down and he turned around to do so and the guy just happened to be there. I think we got to exercise some common sense. Okay, but why the need to signal first down in the first place? Just give the ball to the ref and get back to the line of scrimmage. You're getting your backsides kicked up and down one end of the stadium. Just hand the ball and don't gesture. Don't say first down. Don't yap. Just get back to the line of scrimmage and play. And... The thing of it is, is that it could have been worse. You know, if the Chiefs wanted to score more points, they could have. And despite the Steelers losing by 26 and being outgained 381 to 303 and losing the time of possession battle 34 minutes to 25 minutes and change, I I can't help but wonder how much worse it could have been if Travis Kelsey had played. Or for that matter, if Tyreek Hill was close to as good as he normally is. He only had two catches for 19 yards. As CBS play-by-play announcer Jim Nance said after the Pringle touchdown to make the score 30 to nothing, quote, the Steelers are just sleepwalking through this one. They're getting beat on every single play, 
Physically, emotionally, it's just not there. And with that, a Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. What more need be said? That is dead on. And now you got to turn around and root for the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. So the Steelers, in hopes of beating a Browns team that's also just fading as the weeks go along and playing worse and worse all the time, you hope that in what could be Ben Roethlisberger's last game of his Steelers career at Heinz Field, that the Steelers can beat the Browns, the Chiefs turn around and beat the Bengals, and then you're in it all the way up until the last week of the season against the Ravens, yet another team that's playing worse and worse all the time as the year goes along, and their injuries appear to have caught up with them. But geez, if Lamar Jackson is back by then, well, maybe it's a different story. I know Lamar hasn't played very well against the Steelers in his career, not well at all, in fact, but I don't know. I'd still rather face the fourth-string guy or whoever else they roll out there instead of Lamar Jackson if the playoffs are, in fact, on the line. But it's going to take a lot. It's going to take the Bengals losing to the Chiefs after the Chiefs just beat you. And then it's going to take you beating the Browns this Monday and then beating the Ravens on Sunday. And then the Browns are going to have to beat the Bengals. And if part of the analysis is that the Steelers are going to beat the Browns because the Browns are cooked and they're done and the season's a whitewash for them. Okay, so what? They're going to rally and help the Steelers the very next week by beating Cincinnati? How does that work exactly? We'll talk about that when we come back. Mark Madden from 105.9 The X and Trib Live. A Madden Monday will get his perspective on this, the halting of the NHL season, how it's affecting European soccer, the coronavirus situation, all that and more as we continue on a Monday podcast here brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. It is our Madden Monday podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. BetRivers.com or download the app today. If you took the Chiefs and you laid the points, you were happy. If you took the over, well, eventually it got there, and the Chiefs did all the work because they blew out the Steelers 36-10. Mark Madden from 105.9 The Action Trib Live joins us right now. And, uh, Mark, as we were speaking before we got rolling here, not a lot to talk about really in terms of details from this one. The Chiefs just smoked the Steelers, and the Steelers look like a vastly inferior team. The game was over right away. I thought in many respects the Steelers just rolled over and died. Uh, there's nothing to like about their performance at all. In fact, now I think Cleveland's going to beat them at Heinz Field next Monday and finish the Steelers' season off because the Steelers' defense is just so bad against the run, and Cleveland can run. There's a lot of stuff they can't do, but they most definitely can run the ball. So I think they're going to run all over the Steelers' defense and uh, – put the Steelers out of my misery uh, a week from tomorrow at Heinz Field. Mark, not only can they run, it was reiterated that Baker Mayfield, especially this year, can't throw with four interceptions against Green Bay. So why would they want to play in the Steelers' hands? Just turn around and give the ball to Nick Chubb as often as possible. Yeah, but the Steelers ain't Green Bay either. 
the Steelers just are bad. They're a bad football team. I don't know how the hell they won seven games uh, when you look at the performance they put out there today. I mean, you got – and just so much of the stuff that makes them unlikable surfaced again. You have Ray Ray McLeod taking a taunting penalty when they're down by 30. You had just an inexplicably bad play call on fourth and short when you pitch wide to Najee Harris because, you know, that, that speed to the corner just isn't his forte. Then you had that flea flicker when they hadn't established the run, which didn't fool Kansas City even a little bit. It was just a stink sandwich, Tim. If, if, if I really paid attention to the game after the first how many minutes, I could probably give you more examples, but they just lost my interest. And that pitch play that you talked about to Harris, not only speed to the outside, not his forte, as you point out, but the blocking – why are you counting on the blockers to do anything right when run blocking has been a problem all year long? Just try to plow forward and hopefully you get two feet. Why overcomplicate it? Well, none of their wide receivers can block or is very interested in doing so. That kills the stuff like the bubble screen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Ray Ray McCod playing the whole game? Why is he getting targeted so much? There's just so much that's a mystery about the Steelers. Not a mystery in terms of why aren't they doing better. We know why they're not doing better, just some of the decisions made. Then again, Mason Rudolph was great at the end, Tim. Had that run. Wait till he's the number one quarterback next year. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a couple other examples too, Mark, of things that drive me crazy. And like you said, repeated things, things that make them unwatchable, things that make them hard to root for, like constantly throwing the ball short of the sticks, third and ten throwing laterally to Najee Harris, the play before the pitch to Najee, an underneath throw on third and four. You can't even throw the ball four and a half yards beyond the yard line to gain. It's ridiculous. Well, Ben just shouldn't have played this season. And anybody who thinks it's a remotely good idea he come back next season is insane. When Mason Rudolph gets a full training camp as the number one under his belt with all those reps, and when he gets an exhibition season as the number one under his belt with all those reps, I find it hard to believe, hard to imagine, that he won't play clearly better next year than Ben Roethlisberger did this. And it's noticed by just about everyone here over the last two weeks where, sure, lots of other things are going wrong, Mark, but at the same time, his performance personally has been bad. He wasn't good against the Titans, and balls were floating on him all day long against the Chiefs today. Can't throw the ball. His arm's dead. Can't throw the ball fluttering if you know Deontay Johnson made a great catch to bail him out once Claypool made two good ones to go back to your point about Ray Ray McLeod though my god just where is James Washington he's got to be better than that guy wide receivers become a problem for them all of a sudden a position of depth is now a major problem for them Tim it's very easy to write off the problems of the offense by saying the offensive line's the worst in the league and it's right there is one of the worst in the league but Najee Harris ain't had a good season Ben's had a terrible season. The wide receivers haven't had good seasons. The tight end haven't had good seasons. They just stink. They stink on both sides of the ball. But against a good team like Kansas City, the offense doesn't even give them a chance. I was listening to the DVE pregame show. And I know that, you know, they're they're home team and all that, and they're trying to make it sound like it's going to be closer than maybe they believed and certainly closer than it was. But they were saying, like, the Chiefs will win 31-23. And I'm like – Oh, my God. What would ever possess you to think the Steelers can get 23 points? Not against the Chiefs, against pretty much anybody. What if Travis Kelsey had played? What if Tyreek Hill 
have been a focal point. He only caught two balls. They basically played without Hill and Kelsey and did what they did. Imagine if those two guys were 100%. Well, it might not have been too much worse, Tim, because I sense the Chiefs were very bored by halftime. <laughs> yeah, they did let up on the accelerator. I mean, my goodness, by the time they got to the early portions of the third quarter, I was rooting for both teams to bench their starters, the Steelers to get their guys out for the two AFC North games, and the Chiefs to play the Bengals next week. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about the Steelers. I know we're going to con ourselves to thinking they're still in it. They ain't in it. They ain't in it. Because you think they'll lose both to the Browns and to the Ravens, or just the Browns well, being enough? I think enough? they'll for sure lose one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 8-8-1 won't get in the playoffs. It won't win the division. Cincinnati won today. I think they're going to end up winning the AFC North. But they're just a bad football team, Tim. We, we've all year, you know, the, the, the citizens have looked at their record to try to justify that they have a chance. Their record was compiled by beating teams who had a real bad day like Buffalo in week one or by playing teams that are even worse than they are. And that concept seems almost impossible after today. But, you know, you're, 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 you know, Tennessee played so bad against them. Baltimore played so bad against them. And I don't know, maybe those teams are better than they showed that day. But I remember that day and how the other team looked and how the Steelers looked. It's just a really bad football team. It's not a 500 team, even though their record is 500. It's a much worse football team than that. Mark Tomlin was asked after the game about the bad starts, and I saw some ridiculous stat. The first time since 1940, the Steelers have been held without a first-half touchdown for five straight games. And he was asked, is it coaching? Is it preparation? Is it practicing? What is it? And he said, well, when you do it that often, it's everything and all of the above. Even he can't hide from the lack of coaching and ability to prepare for an opposing team and how bad they've been to start games. Even he can't spin it anymore. Well, he'll try by the time he meets with the media again Tuesday, Tim, but he's not a very good coach. There's nothing about that team to like right now. Nothing about that team where you say, you know, that section of the team platoon whatever they did okay or that individual did okay nobody's doing okay boswell has now missed a place kick in four straight games johnson is back to dropping balls he had another drop that was wiped out by a penalty had a terrible fumble where he wasn't even touched and the ball got away from him you know and you talked about it earlier with ray ray mcleod by the way tomlin tried to get ray ray's back on that and said it was a bad call and he was just signaling first down Nonsense. Nonsense. You know what? Don't signal first down. You're losing, what was it, 23 to nothing at the time. Akella Witherspoon's in the end zone flexing because there was a passing completion, flexing at the Cleveland fans. I thought it was 30 when when, uh, when Ray Ray did his shtick, but okay. I mean, not only that, Tim, and I'm going to write a column about this for the trib as soon as we get done here. T.J. Watt ain't worth the contract they gave him because he's too often hurt. Well, that's where I was going next. Yet another game where Watt was a ghost because of injury, and he's... When did he leave the game for good, Tim? Because I, I barely noticed him out there at all. He had one tackle, I believe. Um, for good? Uh, I don't know when it was for good because by the time... He was still in there when they were down big in the second half, but, you know, third quarter, late third quarter, early fourth, something like that. Yeah, he just... You, you can't give that guy that contract. He's great when he can play, but he doesn't play enough to justify that deal, especially when you could have franchised him for two years. He went out of three games. He missed two. He barely played at all in this one, and then he had two games when he came back when he wasn't healthy. It's like seven games now, Mark. For as good as the other seven have been, he's been a ghost 
for the other seven or only played he half the game. Seven games where injury have either made him absent or affected him. Correct. Yes, and affected him yeah, badly. And you, that's not that's not enough availability. And like I said, especially when you could keep him for a much lower price with less long-term risk. It's happening just like the super genius said it would, Tim. I said his body was going to break down at the same age his brother J.J.'s did. So it was said, and so it is coming to pass. But hey, Tim, at least he's happy. He had to be happy. Got to keep your players happy. Mark, what did you think about what the Bengals did to the Ravens? Well, they beat the Chiefs, and what did you think about them running up the score and running up the yardage totals on the Ravens? Yeah, he let Burrow in too long, I thought. But, I mean, other than that, who cares? Burrow threw one to get above 500 to Joe Mixon on a wheel route down the sidelines. Harbaugh was noticeably pissed about it. But didn't that they... screw Harbaugh? Like, yeah. he's never done the same thing, right? I was just going to say, he didn't he do the same thing? Wasn't that part of, like, the rushing record where they ran Lamar late or something like that? Am I remembering that right? To repeat, Tim, screw Harbaugh. Well, are they good enough to beat Kansas City? No. But I bet it's a game. I bet it's exciting. A lot of points. I think that's going to be a hell of a game, actually. It'll be nice to see two teams that can actually score and put up points as the Chiefs just uh, – they had a free walk in the park today. I, just, I can't believe – A lot of bad football teams out there, Tim. Uh, let's get to hockey, where if there are any bad hockey teams, we wouldn't what be – hockey? <laughs> we wouldn't be able to know because the league is shut down. At the time of this recording, I don't think they've officially bagged the Maple Leafs game for the Penguins yet, but they will. But they're going to the Leafs have 14 COVID cases, and – you know, the NHL is parroting all of Canada's fear in wanting to run and hide from COVID. The original COVID was something to worry about. This Omicron variant, it really is like the flu. There's no danger if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, that's too bad. So they should just play. The NBA played games all day on Christmas. Nobody died. And I've been saying this for months now, and especially since the COVID cases have cropped up in, I think, marginalized football games this weekend – even with their modified testing or relaxed testing, targeted testing, they're still getting the same results. Um, you know, I don't want to get Trumpian on this, Mark, but it's time to roll back the testing for these leagues. Other workplaces in America don't test healthy, vaccinated well, it's people. It's time to roll back the testing everywhere because everybody who wants the vaccine has it. And if they get it and die, boy, that's terrible. I would hate to see that happen. But if they don't have the vaccine... They made their choice. I'm frustrated by it. I mean, I, I don't know why we... Oh, Tim, I, I, I've been saying on Twitter all day the NHL should cancel the season, and I'm not kidding. I literally am not kidding. I don't want to deal with this for how many more months? Are they going to play today? Are they going to play today? What's the other team's COVID list like? What's our COVID list like? Are they going to play? Are they going to play? Have you heard? Are they going to play? Don't play. Go home. Go home and hide. Get under your bed. Be safe. And if you want more evidence that this is so much for optics, just look at what happened during the Christmas. No, 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 I don't care what it's for. I just am tired of the scenario I just described. I wish they would cancel the season. I was going to talk about football, actually, with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Andrews at midfield after the game. What a joke that was. Oh, where they hugged. Yeah, where they did the socially distanced interview. First, first off, why are they hugging? No okay, idea. Forget about, forget about the virus. Why are those two hugging? I mean, Aaron Andrews has dated athletes her whole life. She finally married one. She has been unprofessional in that regard since day one, and no one says a word. I don't care about the COVID thing. I, I just am trying to avoid that as much as I can, even the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, but she just, you know, she, she dates the athletes. She always has. And nobody, and like if a guy would be, you know, dating, 
the female athletes, he'd be declared unprofessional and probably drummed out of the business, correct? Yeah, he'd be canceled. But not the sideline princess. Mark, when when they did go to break for the NHL, or when you think they come back, what do you think the state of the Penguins will be? Who knows? There's no way to maintain momentum over this long a break. Maybe they get some injured guys back, but really, who knows? Who cares? Like, how can I speculate how good the Penguins are going to be when they come back when I don't know if they're coming back? Tim, I don't even know if they're coming back. I'm sure they won't play the two games this week because they're both in Canada. They already are skipping the Bruins game uh, Monday night. We know that. Then they're at Toronto Wednesday, Ottawa Friday. I bet those two games don't get played. Will they ever get to the point where the American teams just play and the Canadian teams don't? Who cares? Seriously. And when you hear me talking like this about hockey, that says something. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm usually used to you talking about that when it comes to, like, pit football or baseball. I had my, I had my Christmas weekend ruined because, well, I hate – Christmas to begin with mm-hmm. but then the Penguins and Flyers got canceled for the 22nd Liverpool Leeds got canceled for the 26th I was going to ask you what they're doing for European soccer they're canceling games now too on a case-by-case basis but but it hasn't been like hockey where they just shut down the league all right Mark well hopefully we can find something more positive or enjoyable to talk about next week but based on what you just I, said, I doubt it <laughs> based on what you just said about Big Ben against the Browns I think you're probably right uh, again, Mark Madden, you can listen to him Monday through Friday at 105.9 The X. Make sure you read him in the trade. We're on for Madden Ben's Unfiltered from 9.30 to 10.30 on the Facebook live stream. Brought to you by Trib Live. This has been the Madden Monday podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.